The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Tanner understands. Oh! Anybody? John Hawkins, advertising the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here, and kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. It is Tuesday, January 14th, and you're listening or watching live on Facebook or Twitter to another edition of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with Andrew Eiler and Evan Webb. You can find them on Twitter at aeiler3 and at et underscore web. You can find me at the underscore t underscore lee. And you can follow the Boiler Breakdown on Twitter at Boiler Break Pod, also on Instagram. Um, yeah, <laughs> hot start, hot start, hot start. How are you, Andrew? I'm good. I always just fired up about Purdue football, exactly, Purdue basketball, yeah. I guess. Purdue basketball, yeah, big win on Sunday. Yeah, where are you, Webby? I am coming to you live from Springfield, Illinois, for work. Beautiful, beautiful city by the bay. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> I am back. I apologize for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, neighbor started the car up and my dog went nuts. And he's outside. You can probably hear him barking. So um, what did I miss? <laughs> I told him where I was. Oh, Illinois again. Hey, Illinois, yeah. Yep. And we got a uh, viewer from uh, Hammer Rails over there. Shout out to those guys at Hammer Rails. Good Kyle Hol- Holderfield fans. over there on Twitter. So those guys always produce great content. So check them out. Hammer Rails, the website. You can like them on Facebook, listen to their podcast, follow them on Twitter at Hammer Rails. All right. You got to get this thing back on track. It's not happy. Well, uh, I'm recording in my kitchen and the uh, neighbor's driveway is right there. And they're outside, I think. So he's not happy. So, Um, Anyways, what, what difference a week can make. For our boilermakers, okay, a week ago, we weren't feeling very good after getting shellacked in Champaign by Illinois, but um, split the games with both uh, Michigan programs, and I'm feeling a lot better. Do you feel yeah. – uh, what were we saying? I'm sorry, Andrew. Uh, I was interrupting you. No, I'm going to keep no, talking. Go for it. Um, what we were saying – we talked about this last week. Um, we were going into kind of the stretch of you had the Illinois game, you had – yeah, at Illinois, at Michigan, home against Michigan State, and then at Maryland. At Maryland. What was your like those four games? What were you hoping record wise before the 
murder and champagne happened? What were your, what was your hope? I'd say probably two and two. I mean, thinking that Illinois and then steal one of the other, I mean, Michigan state, I guess at home, but yeah, I don't know. Get, get one of the other two on the road, if not the home game, but yeah, I am okay. Splitting Michigan, Michigan state. Yeah. The, the loss to Illinois still hurts, especially because that great They're offensive. Now, so, I mean, it hurts yeah, the, that, in a way, yeah. but just, I guess, it hurts the fact. That, that great that, offensive performance. <laughs> ranked for the first time since 2014, which is pretty incredible for Illinois. Yeah. School that has quite a history of basketball. But going into the Illinois game, I wanted to go 2-2 two and two over the four-game stretch of at Illinois, mm-hmm. at Michigan, Michigan State at home, at Maryland. Got a chance to do that if we can beat Maryland on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Tall task, but uh, oh, definitely tall. Getting... It's got to be a tough matchup. It's a, it's a, and we'll get into that game more later. But mm-hmm. it's a tough place to play for the Boilers. It's a place where Maryland hadn't lost the game all year, so um, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, to recap the Maryland or the Michigan game real quick, uh, heartbreaker for the Boilers. Double overtime. Um, Purdue sports have had a lot of overtime games recently. I know. I was thinking that during the game. I was like, I feel like this is more overtime than. I was used to. I, I don't know. Just felt between we had one in football this year against Indiana, double overtime. We had. Did we have one earlier in the year? I can't remember with football. No. We had overtime last year with Wisconsin. That didn't end well. <laughs> and obviously, we had the or this year in basketball, or I guess this season we had what the uh, Florida State game was. VCU overtime? No. No. Minnesota was double Minnesota overtime. Double overtime. So yeah. And then you go back to the tournament, and Virginia and Tennessee were overtime games. Yep. So, 2019, you had quite a few overtime games, and now it's carrying over to 2020. I could go without an overtime game for quite a while. <laughs> but, um, but really, the the story coming away from Michigan was the emergence of Travion Williams had mm. his career game of 36 points, 20 rebounds. First Boilermaker to do that since Bob Ford in 1971. Only a handful of people around the country have done that in the last decade. So he was, I mean, we just kept going to him feed the big man, feed the hot hand. And he was making some incredible shots, including a three pointer. That was, that was huge. That was like two minutes left in the game to put Purdue up by two, I think. I think they were down when he hit that, or maybe to cut it to one. I don't remember, but it was like end of the shot clock. Yeah. Yeah. When, he, when that went in, I was like, okay, this obviously he'd already had a great game already. But it was like literally he could throw it up from wherever, and it was it was going in. Um, and I think it was something where I think they even said in the scouting report that the last game Michigan played, the guy that Teske was guarding, it might have been Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Was it Minnesota? Um, Otoro. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They just let I him. I think he had like – Beating him, yeah, yeah. Just like – and then, hey, we're going to let you do it. It was kind of the same thing with uh, – couple years ago when we had Isaac Haas was okay they're gonna let you either had a chance now it's a completely different team and not the same circumstance but it kind of felt that where we were gonna give it to Isaac Haas and then either we're gonna double team him and he was gonna kick out to a shooter or he was gonna just bully his way into the lane and they were letting Travion just do whatever the heck he wanted to do yeah and uh Purdue definitely had their chances to win that game I mean if one you know shot goes in one more shot goes in they win that game probably in regulation or in overtime because they had the chance at the end of regulation to win and a chance at the end of overtime to not win, but at least have the lead when Michigan got the ball back, but uh, either couldn't convert either time. They had a three that probably should have counted for at least a point. Oh, yeah. Far it went was, that, then. was that in overtime or regulation? Not in regulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, it was just gravity must be different in Ann Arbor because I don't know how that worked because that was in 
He yeah. hasn't hit a three in a long, long time. Oh, and it was Close. hilarious. You guys, you guys are both at the Michigan State game. So when he got fouled and made the three free throws, the announcer was like, "Oh man, this is gonna get him going." I thought the same thing. And then, again, when he got when he hit those couple, I think he hit like four free throws in a row. I was like, "All right, here we go." And then I thought then we had that one that was down, yeah. in, down and out. I was like, God, I thought that was it. Yeah, I thought the same exact thing from my seat. I thought, okay, you got it early. Three three shots all he, went in. All right, here we go. And then and he then. proceeded to go, what, like 0-5 with some pretty clean looks. Yeah. At least his shot is looking confident the last couple of games. He's just not making it. Yeah. Um, if he can get going, Purdue can – I mean, that's going to really help a lot. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe it's because I haven't seen no Chell Eastern's free throws in about 10 games because he – goes through spurts where he goes 0 for 1 or 1 for 10. I don't know. Um, what What is he doing? I feel like, like his legs time, are like dead straight, like locked. Game game. I think it's different. Yeah, game. I agree. I think every time – I'm, I'm waiting for him to do Granny Style soon because one game it was right-handed, one game it was like yeah. one-handed, one game he, he dribbled, one game he doesn't. He's done the thing before, uh-huh. and then, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. But whatever works – Um. But it didn't though. That's the thing. It didn't hey, last game. I think, I think his yeah, pre his percentage won. went up. Huh? Yeah. There you go. One for three. It's going up. <laughs> but the, the boilers rebound uh, rebounded well from that loss to Michigan, that close loss. They were fired up on Sunday and just smoked Michigan State 71-42. I think you guys agree with me. Besides beating Indiana, this is the other opponent you like to see Purdue beat more than any other. Yeah, it's, it's kind of getting to a point uh, in the context of the group where I I almost enjoy beating them more. Yeah. I think it's just more of a, a couple of things that they're usually relevant. Oh, you're um, going to make some people mad, Webby. Everybody south, everybody south of Minneapolis says they've been relevant for <laughs> – Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, And just more of just because that athletic department is a cesspool and deserves to be fired into the sun. And so it's nice to beat the bad guys, the literal bad guys. I I so. agree. I, I do like seeing Tom Izzo cry. Oh, it's yeah. glorious. He's such yeah. a baby. Boilermakers um, dominated from, from the get-go, from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Shot 46% from the field compared to Michigan State's 35%. Shot 36 from behind the arc. Michigan State only – uh, shot twelve percent, made two of sixteen like threes. 0 of Ten from three, I think. Yeah, yeah. 0 of nine in the first half, and then missed their first one in the second half. Michigan State only shot six free throws, made four of them. Purdue shot eighteen, making eleven of them. Purdue out rebounded Michigan State 35-32, including thirteen to eleven on the offensive glass. Purdue had sixteen assists to Michigan State seven, eight steals to Michigan <sighs> State four turnovers. This was huge. Michigan State had eighteen turnovers. Purdue only had six. Only one of those coming in the first half. I thought that was really the big, mm-hmm. big thing of the game. Winston have nine of those turnovers. He did. Yeah. He did. Ten points, nine turnovers for Cassius Winston. The two games previous combined, he had fifty-nine points and only four turnovers. Credit to uh, Matt Painter's game plan and the guys for stepping up and playing great defense. Every time he drove the lane, they just collapsed on him, created a wall, and he couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I really thought everybody played pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Stat wise, uh, leading scorer was uh, Travion with 16 points. He had seven boards and four assists, seven to 14 shooting. He also had Evan Boudreaux with 11 points. Do you guys think that was his best game in a Purdue uniform? Yes. Yeah. By far. I, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to think of like what other games he's had that were good. And I couldn't think of any that were against 
quality. Yeah, I know. Yeah, agreed. I think early on last year against some non-conference, he hit some jumpers and looked pretty good, and then he kind of faded once he got into conference play. Grady, Grady, yeah, he got hurt, and Grady, Grady stepped up, and there really wasn't a whole lot of minutes done for him. And Boudreaux had only hit one three on the season going into this game. He went three for five from the end. Hopefully that kind of sees a go in because I mean he was he was a shooter at Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. Obviously the Big Ten's a whole different you know level of play, but hopefully seeing those go in and seeing the success, hopefully that because uh, with this team, you know we've got the bigs obviously, but we need those you know those those you know um, role players around them to contribute and it's that's when we struggle is when no mm-hmm. one or you got one guy doing everything or you got one guy contributing and everyone else just being out there just because we have to have five guys on the floor so if we can get him and i don't i don't even need him to score 11 or 12 just hit like two threes or score eight points and that's you know have that from five four or five other guys and that's you know that's, that's a difference with this season i think well, and then how about those two charges he took in the second back half, back to back? When I think the game was, it was like eleven or twelve. Michigan State yeah, was like on the back, edge yeah. of cutting it to single digits, which would have been huge after being down yeah. twenty four or something at one point to cut it to <clears throat> eight or nine would have been kind of hard. Would have been hardening. Would have would have could have hurt. They did so, that last year, I think at Mackey. We were up big, and then they cut it down. I want to say Seems that, like they do that every time they play. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, I knew at halftime. I was like, man, this is gonna suck when they come back because they're gonna make a run. I figured. Uh, yeah, twelve, but that was it. Yeah, I thought for sure. I think last year they got it down to two or something like that, and we yes. fought them back. Um, yeah, we never really kind of kept them at arm's length the entire time, and then is I got a question about that. Yeah. Izzo's is reaction. To all of Boudreaux's threes were hilarious. He <laughs> did an eye roll and just yeah. threw his hands up every time. It was great. Yeah. But Andrew, you're gonna ask a question. Um, so about that, you guys were just like waiting for the comeback. Is mm-hmm. that basketball? Is that Michigan knowing Michigan State and how good, like talented, like they're gonna hit threes, or is that just your history as a Purdue fan knowing that there's never gonna be like an easy, carefree game? I mean, I think it's a combination of three in a basketball game. You're always gonna have. Uh, uh, game of runs, uh, like yeah. Clark Kellogg used to say on the NBA 2K games, spurtability, as I call it. Um, <laughs> I could think because it's thinking like, the same thing. Some teams can't shoot very well, so their runs are different, like a Virginia or yeah. at, at times this year, Purdue, um, Indiana, nine and a half minutes without scoring Saturday against Ohio State. Um, but Michigan State's just too talented. Look at their bench. Their eighth yeah. guy, ninth guy, they were McDonald's All-Americans, or at least maybe yeah. McDonald's, not McDonald's, but All-Americans in high school. Um, and then, yeah, just as a Purdue fan, you kind of have you're waiting for the uh, something heartbreak, the heartbreak, yeah. the shoot to fall, the shoot to drop, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I thought for me it was more of uh, being off of something. It was more. I really did feel it was just Michigan State, just because I mean they're the eighth ranked team for a reason. Um, I didn't think that they're going to continue to shoot as poorly as they did. <clears throat> I thought for sure they would kind of catch fire. Um, whether it be Winston, Henry, whomever it may be. Um, I thought they were getting a lot of looks. They just yeah, they were. Yeah. Uh, I mean, making me nervous. And I thought for sure that the officials would uh, start swaying things a little bit their way just because of Izzo just works the rest cat, of I was, the entire uh, yeah. game. Winston plus, pushes – Winston, after going back – sorry, you just kind of made me really mad about something. <laughs> remind me, but I go back-to-back games, I have not I have not noticed more push-offs than watching Xavier Simpson and Cassius, or Cassius uh, Winston – uh, play basketball. Veteran guards know how to work Big Ten officials. Yep. Uh, 
I think the I think it was Kellogg called the game and was like Cassius pushed off and then hit like a fadeaway jumper at the top of the key and he was like, Oh man, that's bad that should be illegal. <laughs> like just that it was so good and that, that reaction on Twitter was like, Yeah, it, it is illegal. Easily. He pushed against <laughs> the rules, yeah. There was one yeah. point in the Michigan game where I I don't know how they didn't see it, but I feel like Simpson literally just shoved Hunter like two feet back and nothing was called. I was losing my mind. Yep. Yep. And then, the, and it, according to uh, Michigan State's boards and everything, uh, they didn't lose. The refs cost them the game. So, right. Um, but uh, it was annoying a little bit how many Michigan State fans were in there. I mean, there weren't tons, but there was yeah, there a decent amount. I didn't see him until well, we posted on our Twitter. The uh, you did, yeah. I did, yeah. The um, gentleman clown. <laughs> That's putting it nicely, yeah. Uh, and the Michigan State shirt, hat, and uh, candy stripe pants, which I don't know why any adult with a functioning brain would wear those. <clears throat> Just my opinion. Um, but there was a section I originally started out in a in a section and ended up moving down because there was an open seat by my family. Um, but when they did the starting not or starting lineups for Michigan State? There was a large group behind me, and I was like, "Holy crap, that was a lot!" I didn't even notice. Was that the Izone? It might have been. It, sounded, it was, it, it was very concentrated, so it was probably the Izone. But mm-hmm. I, this was—I know—I saw some people talk on Twitter where this was. I was really hoping that this was a student game, but being at the last day of break, it doesn't count. The lower bowl was was paint crew, which was great to have some of the people, some of those guys back because they're awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just it was kind of annoying that this was a game that was scheduled at this time, knowing that um, you know a large portion of their fans were going to be able to make it up for a Sunday noon game. Um, obviously, the university got a lot more money out of it than having it a student. Oh, they game got a lot with, of money with ticket sales and concessions and all that stuff. But it's just kind of I wish that was a game like Illinois or I don't really I mean anyone but really Michigan State, Indiana, and. Hell, you can throw Michigan in there too. I feel like I'm glad they're going to be back for Illinois. Illinois yeah. should yeah. be Northwestern this weekend, and they'll be ranked. And yeah. um, we want revenge on them next Tuesday, yeah. a week from today. So, um, yeah. Uh, going back to the uh, box score of the game, a few other guys I thought played well here. Also in double figures, Eric Hunter Jr. had ten points. It seems like he does it every game anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, also had Sasha Stamanovich had ten points. He had two of six threes. He always hits threes in Mackey. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoots like 60%. Then we had Matt Harms had six points, five rebounds, but only 11 minutes of action. I was glad just to see him out there after his mm-hmm. fall against Michigan. And then he got hit in the mm-hmm. first half. Yeah. His hip his flexor. Hip. Mm-hmm. Because during that Michigan game, we really missed him in the second half when Xavier Simpson kept getting to the hole whenever yeah. he wanted to. Um, Aaron Wheeler, three points, like we mentioned, hit the three free throws. He was 0 for 4 shooting, and they were all three-point attempts. But I thought he did some other nice things. No gel Eastern. I think we need to give him some props. Nine yeah, points, definitely. seven rebounds. Four of five shooting was one of three from the line, but played tremendous defense, as did Eric Hunter Jr., who I don't think is getting enough credit. Man, no gel guards hard. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. No, no, this, I think no gel. He needed a game like this where he just kind of, does it all. I mean, nine points, seven rebounds, two assists. I'm surprised in the same steals. Okay, he had a very clear block that was called a foul in the second half. Oh, that, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Um, where he came from the side on the right, sideline. That was yeah. right in front of me. And it, when I saw, it, I was like, I don't know. I mean, his reaction was I didn't touch it. I was like, yeah, it looked bad for my angle. But then I saw the replay. I was like, yeah. It, them. Uh, just a great effort game. I mean, even if he, I mean, give him a lot of credit. I mean, he's mm-hmm. clearly working through some things at the free throw line. But I mean, he plays hard. Yeah. It's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I thought he played really well. Hopefully, he keeps that going confidence wise because he was aggressive, and that's what Purdue mm-hmm. be, especially got some on the, on those the offense. Yeah, offensive rebound tip ins there at the if end. You yeah. just tip it in two times a game. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had Isaiah Thompson three points. Uh, he had one of two three pointers. Jahad Proctor three points. Jahad only played fourteen minutes. Really seeing his minutes go down, but um, I think with the play of I think. Isaiah, Isaiah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Sasha's coming on a little bit more each game. Hunter, um, there's not as much minutes there. I mean, Hunter's playing really well. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. Hunter played 33 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was uh, Purdue's week last week, and now they're looking to a trip to College Park to play Maryland, number 17. Maryland. Maryland's currently down, playing Wisconsin in the Kohl Center, 16 to nine. Um, how do you guys explain the Big Ten right now? drunk <laughs> pretty much uh, yeah yeah it's i mean it's pretty like you know what we say i mean we always what it what was like the saying is like okay if you're in the big win the big 10 uk win all your games at home and go like 500 on the road yeah i yeah. mean this year it's like half your yeah but now it's like win a couple on the road it's what it yeah. seems like and you're gonna do pretty dang well yeah. the thing i could honestly see i could see michigan state still winning the conference pretty easily with like Say four losses, and I could see yeah. a bunch mm-hmm. of teams stacked up with six or seven losses right behind Absolutely. them. Absolutely, yep. Whereas There's we lost, three, we had three losses a couple years ago and couldn't win the conference. Yeah, it's it's just year to year it changes. And mm-hmm. Andy yeah. Katz today came out with a bracket. He had twelve Big Ten teams in the tournament. Twelve of fourteen. I... Who wasn't in Northwestern? Northwestern and Nebraska. 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 So Ruck, yeah, that was uh, what I think like two weeks ago when Lenardi put his bracket out. It was. Uh, I don't know if this was at right after the Illinois loss, maybe. And Purdue was like last four in or first four out, mm-hmm. and like Rutgers and Penn State were in. And I'm like, oh my, yeah, like what is happening? <laughs> the the least amount I've seen is nine. That oh man, it was just this indictment on just the college basketball Deep. scene as a whole. Just had yeah, the not a lot of you know top tier teams, but there is a crap ton right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. Everybody's losing. I mean, like I just I messaged you guys. Duke just Duke just lost to Clemson. Speaking of Duke, did you guys see their jerseys they wore the other day? Oh, they're pretty cool. Those black sweet. ones with uh, white, yeah, white throwback cool. font. That's pretty cool. It's only compliment I'll give Duke right now. Yeah, but Duke Duke's scary when they're not a one. You get me when right, they get yeah. in the tournament. They're extra yeah. scary. Then you got teams like Carolina who are five hundred. Um, they're not making the tournament. No, I'm just saying. Okay, struggling. That usually good. Yeah. Okay. You got your alma mater, Butler. They're always solid, but they're not one seed solid usually. Right now, they'd be probably no. a one seed, if not a high two. I um, think they're going to come back down a little bit, but uh, they're they're really, tough. They're I will say I was I was yeah, way off. They got a great culture. I mean, they don't mm-hmm. look too impressive when you look at them physically, but they get the job done. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was up at Northwestern right now, fifty three forty six. 
Uh, I was weird. I, I did not. Yeah. Because th- they had the whole Bohannon was going to be out, then he was not out, then he played. And now he's out again. Now he's out again. Garza's playing out of his mind, which he was he was good last year. They got a lot of good players. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have uh, Weiskamp. Is that? Yeah, Weiskamp. Yeah. Weiskamp, yeah. He's good. So Fran's son? Yeah. What, what do you guys think of Fran? I don't really like him. I'm annoying. He's very yeah, exactly. he whines a lot. Kind of He's a, got a temper. An Izzo Junior type, just not as but, good. You know, I was being careful with him because they got rid of Alford. You know, fans were tired of Alford, and then they went downhill because they hired. Um, oh, he was Butler. Licklider, Licklider, and he did terrible. And then Fran. So it's interesting. I don't know, but um, looking at the other games, you guys want to do some picks real quick for the rest sure. of the games this week. Uh, tomorrow night we got two games. Indiana at Rutgers. IU is 0-2 on the road. Yep, they've only played two road games so far. It's January 14th. Yep. Ridiculous. And I saw Rutgers I saw yeah. Sorry, go ahead. At the rack. They're eleven and zero at home this year. Yeah. Without Geo Baker. I believe he's still out with a thumb injury. Mm. Or hand injury. That's tough because I use it kind of like Purdue. They're a different team at home, besides you know, save for the Arkansas loss, which proves you know, save for the Texas loss. Um, they've got stomped both their road games, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Wisconsin Maryland. yeah, Wisconsin, yeah, and then Maryland, yeah. Um, I, I feel like I think they started Finisty the last game, really kind of stepped up, which Finisty is a really good player. He had three threes uh, in the first four minutes the other day, yeah, but he only ended up with 13 points, yeah. This is a tough Chase one. Davis only had like eight. I'm going Rutgers. <laughs> I I have not yeah, watched the free throws a, count. They do yeah, they're not going to shoot 40 free throws. Um, and Rutgers I think, a lot of tough on my, I'll tell you. Yeah, that. I have not watched a single minute of Rutgers basketball, but all from Tanner telling me that they play physical. That I mm-hmm. think they're going to out muscle them in the paint, and Trace Jackson Davis is going to learn what the Big Ten basketball is all about. And first season's tough coming in with that. Hopefully, first and only. Yeah, I hope he jumps. I don't know, though. Yeah. So I don't know if he'd be first-round pick. I, the NBA is all in potential. It's, I mean, it's so hard to evaluate, though. I mean, yeah, the NBA is all potential. So. Yeah. I think Rutgers wins a close one. I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm picking with my heart yep. than my head. Well, I'm yep. going to go with you guys. I'm on a podcast last night. I said Indiana was going to win, but I'm changing it. So. <laughs> But it wouldn't shock me, though, if they did win. They'll have quite a bit of fans there on East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of graduates out there. So, uh, Penn State at Minnesota. You got uh, Penn State coming off a beat down at home to Wisconsin, and Minnesota coming off a good home win over Michigan. Minnesota's Penn State still ranked? One. No, they're not now. Oh, Minnesota's 8-1. Uh, Penn State's 1-2 and two on the road. Penn State's lost two straight. And roll with the home team. <clears throat> Same. Gophers. I mean, that's that's a pretty safe bet in the Big Ten right now. Pick the home team. Yeah, I'll go with the Gophers too because I think Penn State right now is kind of Lamar Stevens, and then who's going to help them? Yeah. And that's not a good place to be. <clears throat> nope. So, well, that early last year. You know, Friday night we got two pretty, uh, at least potentially good matchups. Uh, Wisconsin at number fifteen, Michigan State. Yep, they dropped seven spots in the rankings. At Michigan State. State. Yep, Michigan State's eight and one at home. Wisconsin's three and two on the road. I think Michigan I think, State wins fairly easily. I think big. Yeah, this is yeah. Uh, students this will is, be back. Yep, yeah. they'll be out for blood. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think they win pretty easily. I think Wisconsin goes into a buzzsaw there at Breslin Center. Yep. And then the nightcap on Friday night, you got number 19, Michigan at Iowa, who's currently playing right now against Northwestern. Michigan's 0 and 4 mm-hmm. on the road. Iowa 7 and 1 at home. That's a tough one to predict. That's a really tough one. A really interesting matchup of Garza Teske, if that's if that is the matchup, because I mean Garza's already really good, and they're they're probably going to play him just like they played Trey and Oturu, so mm-hmm. they just feed him all day. I'm going to take the Hawkeyes at home. Yeah, I think so too. I'm going to go Michigan to be different. All right, I was waiting for somebody to switch it up here yeah. eventually. I know we, uh, Tanner. I know we talked about this. Be like uh, the third road win in the Big Ten. Yeah, all year. At, at the oh, sixth. Okay, it's only been five. We talked about this at the <clears throat> talked about that dinner after the Michigan State game, but um, I noticed during when we played at Michigan, they kind of had after one timeout, they showed inside Purdue's huddle and once inside Michigan's huddle, and it was just weird. It was cool to see the difference in how like Painter was, you know, drawing up a play strategy, and then they kind of cut to Howard, and it was all just it's inside, you know, just kill it inside, but there was really no how or just just go waiting. score. Yeah, so it was just like. Which to me it was like that's such an NBA approach, coach, you know, coach approach. So that'd be interesting to see how how he really pans out there. Because I mean, obviously he's a first year coach, so he's going to be learning. But yeah, it helps as a Phil uh, Martelli, old yeah. um, St. Joe's coach, as his associate head coach, because he's definitely got some pro attributes about his oh, coaching yeah. style. So, yeah. but he'll there be able to recruit. Get a lot of talent though. So mm-hmm. they yeah. always do though, even before yeah. he got there. So, uh, we got quite a few games here on Saturday, four of them. First one at noon, number 21, Ohio State. They had to win earlier tonight at home against Nebraska. They traveled to Happy Valley to take on Penn State. Ohio State's one and three on the road. Penn State's nine and one at home. Hmm. And if Penn State does lose, like we all predicted, to Minnesota, this almost turns into a must win for them already. Yeah. But Ohio State too. I mean, how many they they've lost? They four lost in a row? four until tonight. Four in a row. Yeah, tonight, yeah. So neither team, yeah, can really afford. Ohio State is ranked 20, 21. I'm gonna go with Ohio State. I think they get back to back. Home team playing the odds with the Big Ten. Holt yeah, I'm agreeing with Andrew that? here. <clears throat> I'm, I'm agreeing with Andrew bias. here. Yep. <laughs> uh, Northwestern takes on their rival, number twenty-four, Illinois. Fighting on line nine, Northwestern's one and four at home. Illinois ten and one or one and four on the road. Illinois ten and one at home. Illinois won three straight. Illinois. Illinois. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think they win big and come into Mackey next week. Uh top twenty high and four game win streak. Maybe top twenty. They could. Could be. And then uh the nightcap on Saturday night, you got Indiana. At Nebraska, Nebraska's five and four at home. Nebraska did take them to overtime earlier this year, back in December. At, at, yeah, at Assembly Hall. And, uh, hmm. I I don't like Nebraska. <laughs> I, I'm still embarrassed we got smacked by them. Yeah. Really yeah. Bad. Oh God. That I makes me Indiana really wins. hope. I think Indiana. Wins. Yeah, I I think that too. I think Indiana wins, but I would love yeah. to. See Nebraska win by 15. Oh, sure. Or 80. I don't know. Yeah. And then before we predict the Purdue game, we do have one Sunday Big Ten uh, game before the uh, NFL Conference Championships come on. 
Minnesota at Rutgers. Two very successful teams. That's going to be a brawl. Yeah. Maybe like a 40 to 30. That's good. It's going to be a lot of. Yeah, it is going to be low scoring. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. I'm going to pick Rutgers in that one. I don't. I like Daniel Toro a lot. So, but yeah, I'll probably pick Rutgers. I'll switch it up and go Minnesota. I don't know why. I just. I'm still not a huge believer in this Rutgers team. I think they're much improved, and I think Steve Peichel's done a great <clears> job. <throat> but it's one of those teams. I'll believe it when I see it come yeah. election Sunday that they're is at. There, how long is Geo Baker out? I, I don't no. know. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not up on. You're not up on the Rutgers basketball news, Tanner. I'm not. I'm not. Riding the the Twitter Rutgers basketball. I guess I should be. I'm not doing my job as a podcaster. I apologize. And then, uh, lastly, Saturday, two o'clock, ESPN two. We got our Purdue Boilermakers at number seventeen, Maryland. Purdue is five and three all time against Maryland. Maryland did win the last matchup last year in College Park on February twelfth by a score of seventy to fifty six. Not a fun game. Uh, Purdue was even mm-hmm. up to half that game, too. Yeah. I just have a really bad feeling Anthony Cohen's going to go off for like 25. He always gets his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, like, we're probably going to have Hunter on him, probably, I would assume. Because um, I know he's on the smaller side. I don't know who, I don't know who No Gel might guard. Because uh, they got Smith, which yeah, that would be hard to Trey. Which that Hopefully, means- Harms is healthy. Yeah, because that could be a mismatch. I guess I'm, I, I don't know. I will say this Michigan State game was the first time I've seen Trey get a lot of his stuff blocked back into his face, which is not fun to watch, but at least he got his in the end. But he's going to be, a, I mean, he's going to be a mismatch for a lot of people on offense, but he's yeah. going to get disadvantage against about every center in the Big Ten yeah. defense. So mm-hmm. just hope he doesn't get in foul trouble early. Yeah. Which he's done better at, I mean, yep. the last yeah. few games. These teams always seem to play close games, especially at Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't really like the matchup for Purdue and Maryland no. defeated at home. Yeah, I think Purdue can keep it close, but I think Maryland makes enough plays in the end to get the win. Unfortunately, hope I'm wrong. Really hope I'm wrong because this will be huge, huge. Yeah, this would kind of. I it, I don't know. What do you, do you guys think? This is kind of a not a measuring stick, but just kind of to see if this Purdue team is turning a corner. If Purdue, sure. I mean, turn, yeah, if I mean, Purdue competes, stays in, and then okay, yeah. if Maryland pulls away or stays wins by eight or something like that. But well back to back games. Yeah. They got a good week off, which is I feel like is good for harms to say if I could it kind of terrifies me as well. Um but it's a whole week to practice, put things together. Um we don't know what mood Maryland's gonna be in. I mean they they're playing right now and they are behind twenty five to eighteen. Yeah. I, I don't have a good feeling about it. I just don't I, I, but I didn't. I don't. I don't. I don't think Maryland's that good either. I think they're so. very over. I think Turgeon, yeah. oh, one of the worst coaches in the Big Ten, in my opinion. I, I just don't think he's a good coach. He's a great recruiter. I just don't think he's a good coach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picking Purdue. Go Purdue. Yep. Close yep. one. I'm glad you guys are. I, I just. I didn't. Big Tre- big, big Trevion fan. Big Trevion yeah. fan. So. Iowa has blown the game open against Northwestern. They're up fifteen. So, Shocker. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Purdue's got a big week next week, which we'll cover on the podcast. Um, Tuesday home game against Illinois and then a Friday home game against Wisconsin. So, I mean, every game's going to be tough in the Big Ten. There's no not really any easy games. But I feel like the schedule eases up just a little bit after 
after a Maryland, but I mean, yeah. Illinois is ranked. I hope so. So, you know, so I mean, I mean, we don't have to go to Michigan State anymore. Don't have to go back to Michigan. Don't uh, play, uh, don't go to Minnesota. Don't Wait, we don't Minnesota. go to Michigan State. No, no, this is the only trip. Oh, nice. So, we're done. We're done. With, it, Tom. We're, we're already done with, I believe, we're done with Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, and we'll be done with Maryland after this game, I believe. Wow. And then we only All play right. uh, Ohio okay. State and Penn State once. That's at Ohio, at State, Ohio State, State and Penn State, State at home. State. Yeah, we still have Indiana twice, Iowa twice. Uh, North. We play South play Northwestern at Northwestern. That's the end of the month. I've got the schedule up, so okay. I can just tell you if you want. Sure, yeah, that'd be not. easier because um, at Maryland, home against Illinois, home Wisconsin, at Rutgers, at Northwestern, home against Iowa, at IU, home Penn State, at Ohio State, at Wisconsin, home Michigan, home IU, at Iowa, home against Rutgers. So, yeah, no more Michigan State. And then – so after this, I mean, at Rutgers, is that a tough game now? Uh, they're undefeated at home. Yeah. At IU, at I, Ohio State, at Wisconsin. All the road games. At Iowa. Yeah, yeah really. I said Northwestern. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't. But either should have uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. So – and that was our only meeting with Nebraska. <clears throat> that was kind of an opportunity wasted. Uh, yep. But we'll, we'll even be done with Illinois after Tuesday next week. Fine. Yep. Yep. Get a win and let them win yep, the rest. Split up because they clobbered us in football and basketball <laughs> once. I can't take another one. Your uh, your other podcast mate would be. Uh, I won't do it next week. I would no. Yeah. I would well, next <laughs> Monday, so it was the day before the game. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's time to get them get one on them. But yeah, so but oh, one one thing I want to mention: Purdue's up to fifteen straight. Home Big Ten wins now. That ties the second most in school history. So what's the most? It's a great question. I don't know. What the I heck? should know. I, what am I going to ask? You, don't give me a cool fact and not have the follow up. I know. I know. Get Chris Foreman on the podcast. And we, and we only have five home losses in the last four seasons. That's pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, Texas uh, didn't have any last year. Then we had Ohio State. Mm-hmm. There's Iowa and Villanova. You, you, Iowa was two years before that. Uh, the same year as Villanova, we lost to Minnesota. Oh, that's right. Overtime. I don't think I was at that game. I was not. Yep. Hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. So Mackie Magic's real. It's. I don't know how this team plays so good at home. You got struggles on the road, but. Uh, Had the crowd sound on TV, Andrew. What? Had the crowd sound on TV. Good. Yeah. I thought it was loud. They, yeah. they did see, you did see some more green than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there was. But I, th- I think I think it's starting to get the national uh, reputation it deserves, finally. It's taken long a long overdue. time. Yeah, long overdue. Yeah. I mean, what was it? I don't know if, actually, I don't know if that stat was right because I think it was deleted. But there was something going around where the last time Purdue was played a top 10 opponent, football or basketball, you had Michigan State in basketball, Virginia in basketball, and Ohio State in football. All three yeah. games won by 29 points. But I think it was deleted, so I'm not sure there's something misleading in that stat. But Well, we'll it, 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 it's produced fifth win in six games against a top-ten opponent at Mackey. That's pretty impressive. 
And uh, they've won four straight in Mackey against Michigan State. That was crazy hearing that stat. That, that, I'm trying to think. 71-42 this year, 73-63 last year. Didn't play my home in 2018. We lost that was, up that there. Was the, uh, the Miles Bridgers the, buzzer yeah. beater. Beat them 80-63 uh, to in 2017, and then beat them in overtime 82-81 in 2016. That's when Rafe Davis went off, but they yeah. came roaring back. Denzel yep. Valentine. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah, Hammond's got a rebound at the very end. Spiked the ball. Yep. Yeah, I met Robbie Hummel that night, actually, at Harry's. That was fun. There's one more stat, <laughs> too, I wanted to pull up here. i got to find it now, of course. Um, now I can't find it. It was something like Purdue's beat four top 25 teams by 25 or more points in the last couple seasons. The next closest uh, number to do that for teams two. Pretty hmm. done four times. It was Arizona. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, Michigan State, Virginia, and um, Nova. Villanova. Oh wait, are you talking about just in general, or is it like at home? That was just. Oh. Oh, Arizona was the other one because they were oh, ranked yeah. at the time uh, in like three, number two, three, yeah, two, three, three, yeah. two years ago down in that tournament. So. Battle for last place. So they, they beat some blue bloods really yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really enjoyable. Uh, quick um, basketball note before we switch focus real quick. Um, next year's incoming freshman, Jaden Ivey and Ethan Morton, both were named today McDonald's All-American nominees. That doesn't mean they're picked to the team, but that means yeah. they're eligible to get picked. Purdue's had a lot of nominees in the past, but – Brandon Newman was one last year. Yep. Um, only Caleb Swanigan's been the latest McDonald's All-American. Mm-hmm. Who's the last – is it Mike Robinson? Yep. Yeah, he was the last one before and that. Yeah. Before that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Say so not too many. Be... Nope. nope. Um, and then football-wise, uh, switching gears a little bit, George Karloftis and David Bell both were named freshman All-American. No surprise there mm-hmm. by the football writers. Uh, really good um, accolade, I guess, for them, you can say. So is that so, the official All American like what Rondale was last year, or is that like, or is that AP? There's a bunch of them. Yeah. So I've been doing research to figure out, <laughs> figure this out because what we were talking about before. So there's multiple. Um, so there's like ESPN All American, freshman All American, and then FWAA, which I don't. Football writers. What, yeah, something, some sports yeah. writers. I don't know. And then there's. USA Today college football writers or something. I don't know if that's the same thing or not, but um, I was fact-checking to see um, besides David Bell and George Karloftis this year and Rondell Moore last year, who was the most recent Purdue freshman football All-American? Well, I know Stuart Swagger was one, but I feel like there's been okay. one since him. There's definitely been one before him. I was not thinking of him. Since him, you mean? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Because yeah, he. I think he was Big Ten Freshman of the Year, the year was the Rose Bowl. I think so. I did not. Stu was a that. freshman All American. Yeah. I did not know that. I'm, I'll, I'll prove that for you. Yeah, please. Wait. So what, who, what was one? Is it before Stu? Or no? After there was one after Stu. There's been someone since Stu. Did you say someone, Tanner? I didn't hear. Oh, it. not yet. Um, after Stu. Um, Oh, Lord. Can you give uh, us an John Stanford? Ad? Later. 
So you, more recent. Sorry, more recent. That's what I'm. I don't know if that confused you. Can you give us an era? Um, who do you play for? He 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 went back and forth between Hope and Hazel, I believe. I honestly see. I don't remember when Hazel started. 2013. Okay, he played for Hazel then. Currently Freshman, in the NFL. Fresh, Currently in the NFL. NFL. Yes. Was it D'Angelo Lancey? No. No. Freshman. They might have been in the same class, though. Freshman. In the NFL currently. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of a freshman got diesel that's in the NFL. Oh, you, you sure? K1 played for Hope, right? Yeah, he was a Hope yeah. guy the whole time. All right, he yeah. may have been one too, though. See, I'm going back. I'm just trying to no, figure this out. Because Moster and Hunt were mostly Hope guys. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't do much as a freshman, really, right? I remember no, that's they why came I'm just, in. Yeah, I'm just trying to, I cannot think. A, a freshman under Daryl Hazel, a one in twelve season, a one in eleven season, was a freshman All American. Do you do you want the year? Like, would that help you? Yes, that would be great. 2014. Okay, so it was the second year. Okay. Oh my god. Replogal? No. NFL. That's duh. Wow, idiot. Jeez. Idiot. NFL. He just graduated. He got, hurt. he got hurt this year or last year. He played. He played pretty well for a team that everybody hates. Bentley. Bentley. Yeah. Oh, you guys duh. suck. <laughs> well, you know I want to go in. When like I, mean, I keep forgetting the whole part about being in the NFL. That's a hard part. I keep when Tanner. When Tanner, you said that, like, oh, I know one for sure. And I'm like, well, it's probably Bentley. That's the only one I knew I for sure. Stuart Swaggart. <laughs> Jeez. But Stu was like Big Ten freshman of the year. What year? What year was that, Tanner? Two thousand. 2000, good. Yeah, he was that far back. Yeah, the Rose Bowl 2001, the actual game. Yeah, because 2003 was his Capital One Bowl. Yeah, that was his. That was a senior year. That was that was the best Purdue football team I've ever seen. Yep, most talented. Amen to that. Lost to Bowling Green by one. Got oh yeah. Lost an overtime game to Horseshoe. Win that one, you're in another Rose Bowl. That was the Capital One Bowl year. Uh, that that team yeah. was the best Purdue team I think I've seen in my lifetime. They were better than Breeze's Rose Bowl team. I remember. So that was yeah, that was like Sean Phillips, that whole Nico Kudavidi, the whole Gilbert defense Gardner, used to snap in the NFL. The whole defense. Stu, yeah, Craig Terrell, Craig Terrell, yeah. uh, Ray Edwards, Ray Rogers, Edwards was on the bench. Ray Edwards, I don't think Bernard he, yeah. Pollard. Pollard was on that team too. Yeah, yeah. Pollard's posse. Pollard and Edwards were freshmen on that team. Yeah, I knew Edwards was a freshman. Yeah, um, um, was Spencer on the team yet? Or that would he would have been later. Oh, did we talk? Did, he was might that have been week? a freshman on that team, Evan. Was he, was he the same uh, year as Edwards? I thought he Is might Spencer, be. I thought Spencer's last year was the Champ Sports Bowl in 06, which would have made him a freshman on that team. Hmm. I said, I he and Edwards were the same. But yeah, class. a lot of good defensive guys on that team. And then on offense, yeah. he had. Kyle Orton, Taylor Stubblefield, John Staniford, Yun Dustin Keller. Nope, nope. Keller was not on that team. I take that yeah, back. Yeah. Keller was in the next year. He was a freshman. Um, Joey Harris, Rod Void, Brandon Jones. Yeah. That was fun. Some good linemen too. So, um, any anything else you guys want to add? I guess. Oh, I got one thing here. That's why I brought it up on my phone. Um, the odds for the next year's Heisman trophy came out. Um, Trevor Lawrence, of course, is the overall favorite in seven uh-huh. two. Yeah, 
The top guy in the Big Ten is Justin Fields at four to one odds, Ohio State quarterback. The next closest guy in the Big Ten is Tanner Morgan, Minnesota quarterback at ten to one odds. Surprised me a little bit. They lose, did they lose? They lost some of their receivers, didn't they? They lost one receiver. They lost Johnson, but Bateman's back. Okay. They lost ten out of eleven starters on defense. Minnesota did. So, um, this is great for us. I mean, it's not a Big Ten related, but uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis's running backs at sixteen to one odds. Heisman Trophy. We played awesome. them next year. Fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Air Force has the guy on there, doesn't don't they? Freshman the, uh, uh, Wisconsin running back is has better odds than oh, any yeah. player. Yeah, he's not, who's going to run for 300 yards against Purdue next year? The, the, the next, what's closest, his name? <laughs> the next closest uh, big name player is Rondell Moore at uh, 33 to one odds, and then Definitely after that, not. David Bell. Come on, you have on. J- Journey Brown, Penn State running back at 50 to one odds. Sean Clifford, Penn State quarterback at 50 to one odds, and Michael George. Penix Jr. 51 mm. odds. Uh, you George Karloftis, 51 odds too. <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah, no other Big Ten players on the list. Ian Book, Notre Dame quarterback, 33 to 1 odds. So he's got the same odds as Rondell Moore. Speaking of Notre Dame, they promoted good old Tommy Reese to be their offensive coordinator today. You guys remember him? The old quarterback, uh, Notre Dame? Offensive coordinator. He is their new offensive like, coordinator. Like wow. He's pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. So good for him. Yeah, he uh yeah, he's he, he was a Purdue killer actually. Yeah. Um but they, they fired their offense coordinator last year that produced more points per game in the whole entire Kelly era. Got rid of him, Chip Long. Got rid of him. I think that's the name Chip Long. Got rid of him. So mm. who but, cares? But Purdue's early uh or their commits that are enrolling early are in school now. Mm-hmm. And on campus, including Malik uh, Carr, who was hoping to practice with the basketball team. I don't know if that happened or not. Um, I would be surprised. I feel like he probably uh, be yeah football right now. Yeah, I mean, especially get a chance to learn the playbook. Like mm-hmm. worry about that because I feel like I don't. Know I think next that. year. I think next year would be a better time. He was saying that that's the reason he enrolled early was to play basketball. So. It's, there's practice. no practice. There's no practice way not play. Yeah. But I don't know because their their six a.m. workouts are going to start here early February. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. spring ball starts in March. I don't know. I, if I'm Brom, I don't even like that. I don't even like the idea of him playing basketball at all because he can break a foot, roll an ankle, tear a knee, then he's out. Yeah, but. We'll Fortunately, see. Purdue has depth at wide receiver. But yeah, that I agree. That would be a bad start yeah. if he tears an ACL in February or something of his I get, first Marce- semester. More the other more running track. Marcellus. Marcellus. Yeah. He's not even really doing anything football in the spring. I think he's I'm sure he'll be Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure I mean Nick, just because he's not right, doing yeah. spring ball, I'm sure he's got the playbook oh, and he's yeah. going they, to meetings and doing things. They've so. already have those on their iPads. Yeah. yeah. The iPads, hell, yeah. Yeah, they're iPads, and they're not. I know. But um, they they got all smacked out yesterday by the equipment staff. Mm -hmm. Did – when did I – Allstott, the offensive lineman, when did he commit? Was that the last podcast? Did we talk about that? that We did not talk about that. Okay, there you go. But uh, we got an interesting offensive lineman commit from Mooresville, Indiana. Indiana. Six seven, two hundred eighty pounds. Um, Jalen Allstott, something. 
Van de Vanderwelt or something like that. That's just off the top of my head. If I screw up his name, I apologize. But he's Mike Allstott's second cousin. He also said he's supposedly related to Anthony Spencer on his dad's side, but he said he's not too close to that side of his family. But his uncle told him he's related to him. So Some pretty cool Purdue connections. Some weird intersection of Mike Allstott and Anthony Spencer. I would have never guessed it, but that's pretty cool. He's the second member of the 2021 uh, recruiting class, Station 21, hashtag Station 21, as they're calling it. So, Jalen oh, Allstott Vandeventer. Yeah. Vandeventer. Okay. Vanderwelt, I said it was Vandeventer. So what's in the front of the back of his jersey? Uh, that could be a long mm-hmm. one. That could be shoulder it's, to shoulder right there. Cor- it's going to be curved. Parked. It's going to be having a font. But, yeah, What's no. It's, I've got another offensive line commitment for about. 24 hours or less. Unbelievable. World recruiting. I am just glad I'm not around that. Did you guys read that article? No. Where did you? you, you I I read something on Golden Black, but it it didn't. There was a someone posted or tweeted out a link to a like a Fort Worth, Texas newspaper article that talked about TJ Stormont committed to Purdue Thursday night, I think, after visiting Purdue on Wednesday. He and his parents. Yeah, he committed. Yeah, well, I think he committed Thursday night. Yeah. Friday, I think he's from North Carolina. I think Friday, his parents and him were driving to Purdue to move him in because he was enrolling in school yesterday. Um, TCU called, offered him on Friday. They stopped in Louisville, got on a flight 6 a.m. Saturday morning to to visit TCU, and he committed like eight hours later. According to Brian Newbert, it came down to him wanting to play left tackle instead of right tackle. So, I mean, it is upsetting, but can't really fault the kid. I mean, left tackle is where you get more notice for NFL than right tackle. Yeah. He has a good left tackle. Yeah, his blind side. Grant Hermans. So, but but it sounds like I don't know if he handled it very professionally. Uh, I heard an interview with Mike Carmen on 1017 The Hammer talking about it. And he said it was the first time he had a recruit ever referred to him as buddy over a text message. Huh. Yeah. So I don't know. It stings. I mean, sounds like he was pretty heavily recruited and would have helped a lot. And I was kind of – I remember when he committed, I was pretty pumped. I'm like, man, the offensive yeah. line might be – I mean, expecting the guys that Brown's got now that are being there for three years that are going to start hopefully – Contributing, and then yeah, I've got Herman's coming back, and then yeah, if you got to throw this guy in, I'm like, okay, we might have some big guys with some decent experience, and might be okay. Yeah. And now it's, we'll see. I know there's still there's a lot of other grad transfers out there that produce a lot of quarterback hard, options, so. but I I'm starting to think that the staff's not gonna add another quarterback. I I what three three scholarships or now is it back to four? I don't know if that three was with Storman or not included. That's a good question. I, maybe it's maybe it's three still, but it seems like they're pretty heavy after lineman and linebacker and um, or defensive back even. So I'd be I'd be okay if we end up with a linebacker and two linemen or two linemen and cornerback mm-hmm. instead of a, a quarterback. But yeah, spring ball will be here before we know it. But um, we got a lot of basketball season left, so we uh, better be ready to take care of Maryland. And I better mention uh, this podcast is brought to you by Shroff Landscaping Nurseries, like it is every week. Contact them at 574 
2769 today for all of your landscaping needs. Might be a little chilly out to do any landscaping right now, but spring's right around the corner, and it's always a good time to plan ahead and get thinking about it. So contact Shroff Landscaping Nurse Nurseries Design with you in mind. And you can like the Boiler Breakdown podcast on Facebook, of course, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. You can follow me at the underscore T underscore Lee. Follow Andrew at AIler3 and Evan at ET underscore web. Any closing thoughts? It felt really good to beat Michigan State. <laughs> felt really good. Yeah, it was kind of a, a big turnaround from that Illinois game, kind of a rock bottom to kind of made my weekend Sunday afternoon. It was absolutely, the, uh, it was the led the country in college basketball viewership. It was uh, it was perfect timing right before the playoff game. One million. I think next closest was Baylor at Kansas at one point five, which was a matchup of two top four teams. So, perfect matchup right before that Kansas City Houston game. What a what a difference a week makes. And those, I mean, we've had two games at home or home golds against top five or top ten teams with twenty nine point victories. Might have to. Big game gold. Yep, might make mm-hmm. a staple. Yep. And hopefully, hopefully we can finally get a win in the black jerseys this weekend. Make some turtle soup and beat the Terrapins. Boiler up. Hammer down. Boiler up.